Welcome to For the Health of It, starring Dr. Jenny Brooke, vitality expert and wellness chiropractor at Spinal Corrective Center in Amherst, New Hampshire. She is joined by producer Mike Clark. This dynamic, sometimes crazy, sometimes funny, and always entertaining duo will inspire you to eat, move, sleep, think, and live better. You're listening to Raw Talk about full potential living for the health of it. We are back. So happy to be here. I'm Dr. Jenny Brooke. I'm in the studio with producer Mike Clark. Hola. And our special guest, Dr. Anik St. Martin. Hello. So glad you're here. Let me tell our listeners a little bit about you. Um, Dr. Nick, she received a BA in psychology from Carleton University. That's in Ottawa, Canada. And she has her um, doctor of chiropractic degree that she got in 2000 from New York Chiropractic College, where she graduated cum laude. And she pr- she's been practicing in the Pacific Northwest for 18 years. She comes from Longview, Washington. And what's really remarkable about Dr. Nick is that she has a family-centered practice. She mainly works with mothers and babies. So because of that, she's certified through the International Chiropractic Pediatric Association, and she received her diplomat in pediatric chiropractic. So I learn a lot from this amazing woman. And what's great is she's an avid speaker. So she's always working on um, talks she can give in the community that she can um, write about in her prolific blog, which we'll talk about. And, you know, even more than that, she's the mother of two amazing boys, one of which is, what is he, 15? And he just started flying by himself yes, in airplanes? He, he, he's 17, and 17, he's almost a licensed right. pilot. Yep. What? Really? Yes. Can you imagine, yes. as a mom, being like, that's my son up in the air? That's so yeah. cool. Your younger one is 15, correct? Exactly, yes. 15 and 17. Yes, so she's she's yes. doing it. She's living it, doing it, and nice. teaching it, and it's amazing. And um, just to give you a feedback on kind of how this all started, uh, Dr. Nick and I were speaking about her, her next adventure, her next blog, and she'll be using the material for speaking, and it's on this idea of contracting versus expanding both our minds and our body. So You're not talking waistline, though, right? No. Okay, no expanding waistline. Okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you the, could, the you, famous... I was going to say the famous COVID-15, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not not expanding waistlines, oh, but good. how easy exactly. is that? Okay, so yes. what, what gave you this idea? What kind of prompted you to want to, to write about this? Well, I, um, you know, I think in situations like this, I think it it's really important to be very specific about what type of information you let enter, you know, your brain and your mind. And so I'm very, very intentional about what I read and what I listen to, and especially when there's a lot of stress going on around me. And obviously, I think we all feel kind of the global, the global bad juju right now in terms of energy. And, and so I, it it has kind of forced me to be very um, specific about what kind of information I want to bring in. And in doing that, um, almost kind of by chance, but maybe not by chance, I started listening to certain podcasts and reading books where this seems to be the central theme, the mm-hmm. idea that you can't you can't um, be in a contracted state and or and in an expanded state at the same time. And um, you know, observing what's going on around us, where we literally are in a contracted state right now, um, as far as everything around us, right? I mean, mm-hmm. the restrictions alone, the right, word not, restriction alone. Yeah, not even by choice. We're, we're asked to contract, which by definition is to make smaller. We're making exactly. our, our world smaller yep. right now. 
are, are exactly exactly in our homes maybe you know in our businesses certainly with our social interactions with how much we can travel i mean it's really the, literally the opposite of expansion and so i started thinking about when that's happening in your physical world and then maybe you know you're watching the news or having conversations with your neighbors your loved ones your community members your family um, and maybe the language is now completely centered around contraction, meaning, again, like you said, make smaller. But I think when we're when we're ourselves contracted, there's a kind of a negative connotation to that, right? We're talking yes. about things like emotions like fear and worry and loneliness and maybe some shame and and you know energy drainage and all of these things versus hope, love you know, inspiration, enchantment, social well-being. I mean, they're they're really polar opposites. And apparently there is no middle ground. You're either sort of in on, on one end of the spectrum or the other. And so I started thinking about, well, how important is it then? And first of all, do we have the ability to choose which end of the spectrum we're going to be on and how important is it to do that? And and then in looking at all, at all of this, I fell into Candace Pert's work. Oh, Molecules which, of Emotion. Yes. She wrote that book, Molecules of Emotion, and her research was like in the 80s and 90s. So a long time ago, we've known about this stuff for a long time, yet we're really not hearing about it, which bothers me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I was at my local grocery store a few days ago, and that same morning I had heard a, a an ad on NPR news and at the grocery store on the PA system they were using the exact same language that they had used on this ad on NPR which was you know it literally said um, among your normal healthy habits like sneezing into your elbow and wearing your face covering and getting your flu shot and uh, using a tissue on your nose or something like that among those healthy habits, you should also, and it was something about like brush your teeth or something like that. And were they selling toothpaste I, or? Well, that's the thing. And I thought, gosh, what are we like toddlers? I'm pretty sure I haven't teeth in someone's face in a long time. Like I don't, I don't have to be reminded of that. And it made me think about like, okay, so is this actually like enriching our health or is, does it create actually more contraction? And so started thinking about the language we use and the language we're hearing all the time right now. And that, that language that I just mentioned is actually really benign, right? It's really not Mm -hmm. a big deal versus hearing things like the dark winter's coming and, you know, we're ready for another lockdown. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And so all of this kind of the veil of negativity that, that we're surrounded by, whether we like it or not. And so do we, is it then important to really choose when we have a choice to not expose ourselves to that at all? And so Candace Pert, um, what she found out, she was a, um, a neuroscientist and a psychopharmacologist. And so she did a lot of work with like um, opioids and that sort of thing and, and what they do to the brain and how the body takes on um, certain positive emotions or negative emotions. And what she find, found out is that, um, you know, we tend to separate 
the brain, the mind, the thoughts, the, the emotions as being simply up in our head, and we separate that completely from our bodies. Well, what she found out, and this is, you know, hard science. She she did a ton of laboratory experiments. It's documented. It's referenced. What she found out is that, you know, we have 37.2 trillion cells in our body and every single cell has receptors for neuropeptides. And so for the, the molecules of emotion, literally, to bind to. And our thoughts, of course, drive our emotions. And when we have certain emotions, those emotions will literally bind to every cell in our bodies and then drive function of those particular cells. And so what she was getting to is that um, our, that our bodies, our physical bodies are literally an outward manifestation of what our mind is doing. And so the two aren't separate. And it got me really thinking about what does this mean for us right now, being that for the past nine months, we've been in this mind cluster. It doesn't mean anything good. That's for sure. (laughs) It doesn't. It doesn't. What does it, what does it mean for us? You know, as far as how sick we're going to be coming up or how sick we are right now. And I'm not talking about COVID, right? I'm talking about um, the fact that if our bodies are an expression of what our minds are doing and all of us are totally stressed out and maybe in a state of fear or shame or all this stuff, um, then what? I agree that the aftermath of that will not be seen or felt for quite a long time. It's kind of like when someone's going through a massive trauma and they're slowly exhausting their adrenals. It's not until a year or two later that the physical effects of adrenal exhaustion really take hold. You can look at someone and say, whoa, what happened to you this past year? You can see the, the very fast aging effects that stress can have when there's trauma. And we've been living in trauma this year. 2020 happened. (laughs) Totally, exactly. And so some of the most interesting stuff that she looked at when you read, because I really got into reading, reading her research, and she spent a lot of time in her research talking specifically about immune system cells, uh, which I thought was fascinating, like monocytes and um, cells, tumor necrosis, you know, factor cells that literally kind of eat up cancer cells and um, macrophages that kind of like are the garbage eaters, you know. Of, of the body and what she what she talks about is that even these cells have receptors for emotions and um, so what does that mean for our immune system according to her research you know if you're in a state of negativity you are literally then more likely to um, develop cancer down the road because the body's not keeping things in check as well as it should be and the reason for that, is because when you're in a contracted state, your your self-healing mechanisms are interfered with because self-healing is actually a a form of expansion. Um, You have to be expanding in order to heal. And so if we're not self-healing, which we should be doing at any given moment, right? That's kind of like how our body balances things out. then, Then what happens? And so... It gives me really big concern, and and I think that the idea of being so diligent about guarding our attentional space, you know, almost religiously right now, is is really a matter of of keeping ourselves healthy. It's not just like, oh, I don't want that in my head. 
it literally, I think, is going to determine the outcomes health-wise for us, you know? Well, I think what's what's exciting is once you tap into this idea that I control my thoughts, I, I have control over what I feel, and we can start in very even small ways to find ways to, to change what our cellular structure is doing to us. Um, we can feel into a better state. It's, it's possible. So why don't, why don't we do this? Let's take a break. And when we come back, um, Dr. Nick, do you think we can talk about ways to help our listeners start in this idea of expansion? Definitely. Great. You're listening to Raw Talk about full potential living for the health of it. Your host is Dr. Jenny Brooke, vitality expert and wellness chiropractor at Spinal Corrective Center in Amherst, New Hampshire. If you're in the Southern New Hampshire area, you can schedule a health consultation and examination with Dr. Jenny. To schedule, call 673-5600. That's 673-5600. For more information about Spinal Corrective Center, go to www.spinalcorrectivecenter.com or call 673-5600. To find a chiropractor in your area, go to www.chiropractic.org slash doctorfinder. Now back to raw talk about full potential living for the health of it. So as I sit here looking at producer Mike Clark's posture, I'm realizing... I'm, I'm doing better though, Jenny. Come on. Look at, look at this. <laughs> It's a little forced, but you're, you're you're lucky. This is just audio. I know. <laughs> um, I, you know, I think of contraction. I also think of the how we hold ourselves physically, and I can't help but think about how, you know, all these people working from home that are in their dining room chair, or even worse yet, sitting on the couch with their laptop. Um, especially when you're kind of down or you're in a state of fear, we tend to kind of go inward and slouch. So you think about the the pectoral muscles kind of caving in. You think about your head going forward, kind of rounding your body in a literally a physical state of contraction. Um, The heck makes a difference on your health too. Now you're shaming me, Jenny. We talked about shame in the first half of this. It's effective. Well, it definitely does, right? And I think that, you know, on many levels, I mean, you and I, Jenny, being chiropractors, we know that, you know, the devastating effect that bad posture can have on on your health overall in terms of, you know, your spine is the window to to the foundation for health in the entire body. And so when when posture is not good, it it has a direct connection with with potential illness and disease, but also they say that, um, what's the name? There's a te- an amazing TED Talk, uh, Amy, Amy Cuddy, I think it's C-U-D-D-Y, and she talks about the research, where there's tons of research with sitting in a contracted position, like slunched forward, versus standing up and expanding your chest. And yeah, she talks about into- lung capacity. I remember that. Yes. And she Mm -hmm. talks about the difference where they did these studies where people were going into job interviews, having been instructed to sit in a contracted space versus standing up like Superman kind of, you know, arms out for, I think it was just 30 seconds before the job interview and Hmm. the inter the, the people doing the interviewing uh, weren't instructed in terms of nothing other than would you hire this person following the interview? And I think like 95% of the people who were being hired were the people who had stood up in an expanded posture. Fascinating. Mike, actually, yeah. it's your your close friend, Brian Murphy, 
who does voice lessons. Yes. So I hired this this wonderful man to give me some voice lessons for some speech competitions that I was in. And he actually taught me before you walk onto the stage, he said, put your arms out in, like a T and open up your chest and look towards the ceiling. He called it Jesus pose. Yes, the Jesus so pose. So he said, go to Jesus yes. pose. And he said, stand like that for 20, 30 seconds right before you go on stage. Same, same Isn't idea. Isn't amazing? I, and I, I guess it has everything to do with how much confidence and certainty you then project is what she says, which it, that's fascinating. And so obviously, and so, yeah, so now we're looking at contraction, you know, in our world, in our neighborhoods, in our, in our neighbors and everywhere we look. And then if we ourselves and are, are in a contracted space physically and emotionally, well, that's just a perfect storm. So I guess one of the first steps in expanding more is to literally, like a rope is coming out of your head, pull yourself up straight, open your chest a bit more, bring your head up a bit, take some deep breaths. So that that physical state of expansion does change your psychology. It changes how you feel. It does. And, you know, they say that out of those 37 trillion cells we have in our bodies, um, we make... 2 trillion every day because we're constantly replicating cells, right? And so, wow. um, and each cell is kind of a copy of the cell before because it just divides, it makes a copy of itself basically. And so you literally can change your cellular structure in a matter of hours. Mm, just by thinking differently. Just, just by thinking differently. And so for me, that's actually such an optimistic, uh, uh, inspiring thing because I don't want to spend, you know, any time in in sort of negative mode. I want to kind of catch it, first of all, catch it and then flip it when it happens. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think practically, um, maybe people, uh, if they're home more, if they're working from home or choosing to be home and there's, you know, places that are closed and they can't just go to their normal stores or restaurants. What I've been seeing, I think, as a form is, of expansion is people are looking for projects. I mean, if you go to a home improvement store, it's crazy. So uh, there's building happening, you know, contractors, electricians, they're all like slammed right now. So that's a form of expansion that I I, I think in a lot of ways is really healthy and good, especially if there's creativity with it. Exactly. You're absolutely right. And so that's one of the things they say, making sure that you can spend 10 minutes a day at least 10 minutes a day in doing something creative. Mm-hmm. Well, my and business has that, been through the roof. Oh, I imagine. Right. It has not, been through the roof. people making music. Right. Yeah. Because you yes. can't play out live, but people need to do something creative to get out of the house. So. Totally. Yeah, totally. And I'll it can be that. anything. It could be gardening. It could be, yep. you know, for, for me, it's cooking. I do a yeah. ton of cooking um, or just playing around with writing. Or I mean, there's just so many different ways we can do that. It's I mean, important. we all can yeah. do that. You and, know? and it can be yeah. as simple as asking yourself, what have I done in the past that makes me feel really good, that makes me feel like I'm expanding and getting back to it? Exactly. Exactly. And uh, literally kind of opening yourself up to, you know, giving yourself permission to do that thing too, I think is, you know, I think sometimes we make assumptions about whether or not we should or whether or not we're good at it. Well, it doesn't matter because ultimately right. just the do, the doing of it is what makes all the difference, mm-hmm. you know? Well, and I'm sure like you and, and literally every chiropractor I've talked to around the country, 
we're just, their phone is ringing off the hook with people calling and saying, I, I really want to come back to my chiropractic care. I was healthier when I was doing it. I want to do anything I can to be healthy. New families calling in and saying, you know, we've researched and we want to use chiropractic as a, as a way for our family to stay healthy. And um, people are focused on healthcare, especially if maybe they haven't gone to the gym as much or they're trying to figure out what can I do? Um, where can I go? Who can help me be healthy? Um, I'm helping so many people figure out, okay, what, what form of exercise can I get that I'm comfortable with right now? Um, I mean, I gosh, local gyms that I know are doing an amazing job trying to create an environment that, that people can feel safe in and people are exercising like crazy. Um, so focusing on your health right now, just finding the totally. practitioner who can support you and, and really creating a healthy environment for yourself. That's, that's big right now. Well, exactly, because what they're not talking about on the PA system at my grocery store is that, you know, if we really want to talk about healthy habits, um, it's all about self-care, you know, not in terms of like self-defense, you know, let me put on my mask. I mean, regardless of how we feel about masks, what we know is that that doesn't bring better health, you know. Um, So, yeah, finding those things that really kind of drive self-care and you're right I think people are really focused on that and they should be it's wonderful you know to create some space for the importance um, of that is is really that in and of itself is expansive well I think it's easy also to think about what's being taken away from us you know, there's a lot of conversation. Well, I wasn't able to see my family at Thanksgiving, or I can't travel anymore, or I can't go to this place, or I can't do that. And so that's all very contracted thinking versus yes. stretching yourself to to think about, okay, so what what is it I can do right now? Okay, maybe I have more time in my life. I'm not commuting as much. I'm not traveling. So what what can I do now? Well, I have more time to to read, read books. I have more time to work in my garden and keeping your thoughts focused on where you can expand. Because when we just talk about what's taken away, that's thinking about what we've lost or contracting. Right. I'm going to take totally. those accordion lessons that I always wanted to take. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah, I know. No. <laughs> I wouldn't put it yes. past you, Mike. <laughs> I want to take a hip hop lesson. Good. You I'm go, actually, girl. Actually, Dr. Nick. Okay. So I have a patient who teaches hip hop classes virtually. She just gave me the link. I'm going to share it with you. Wouldn't That's that be so fun? Funny. Can I that. watch? <laughs> <laughs> you got to put on your leg warmers and enjoy yeah, exactly. us. I have no problem. So good. But you know, one of the things you just mentioned, though, Jenny, that I think is really important is, um, you know, we, we keep talking about stre- the whatever the stress that we're surrounded by and how that's, that's kind of the, the focus. Well, you know, there is such a thing as good stress too. And a lot of the research shows that if we can intentionally put ourselves in situations of, of, of good stress, where we're finding things that are uncomfortable, yet we have control over what those are. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to give you a few examples in a second. That creates expansion, but also creates an immediately better state of health because it, it, um, it, it just creates uh, a good chemical soup basically Mm -hmm. in the body in terms of being able to heal and all of that. And so there's something that happens when you choose to be, when you choose to put your body or your mind under stress by doing something uncomfortable, like, like you said, trying something maybe that you haven't tried before that you're uncomfortable Mm -hmm. with. Mm-hmm. I took my or, sister to a private m- a marble making glass blowing class this weekend. 
Really? That's yeah. interesting. Oh, cool. And at first it's a little stressful because you got this massive flame and you're wearing the goggles and you're holding the glass. And then it, it by the end of it, it's exhilarating because you just did something new. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Your brain's now paying attention and you've forgotten. You've literally forgotten about everything else. And mm-hmm. so I think being able to do things like that literally every day, and I know that we don't all have like an hour and a half a day to take a new class, but you know, that's what uh, Wim Hof is all about with yes. cold, cold exposure. I'm, taking I'm doing a the Wim Hof. Shower. I'm doing that yeah. method right now. You are? Yes. Like in the bathroom? I, I listened to his podcast because I just went on a trip. Yeah, you, uh, you stand under ice cold water yeah. for like, you start out yes. 30 seconds and it's yes. amazing. And his breathing thing is incredible. It's, it's, it's weird incredible. at first. Oh, that's so funny. You mentioned him. Uh, you know, well, I just got out well, of the cold it, shower. It, I'm half the man I, I used love, to be. I love the idea that we all have access to that. We yeah. all have access to it. It's it's practically free, and it's yeah. right there. And and the research on on um, this type of stress that because you know when you're about to step into that cold shower, oh, you're yeah. feeling stressed because you know it's going to be uncomfortable. Yet you know you're not in danger, right. and that's the difference. Your have body you tried it? Feel, oh, I do it every day. Do you? Oh. I do. I do it every day at the end of my shower for that. Yeah, last me too. So. I, I'll take a warm, you know, to get cleaned up. But, um, yes. you know, you turn mm-hmm. it on for a minute and it's uh, you kind of get used to it after a while, I guess. But I can see what you bit. mean, how it's good stress. Yeah, it's good stress. And so it actually is really good for you. The research shows that it's very good for your immune system and for your hormones. And for it's not just like, oh, yeah, it's a an interesting thing to do and it's just a distraction, but it, it literally will expand your health. And so I think finding things like that to do every day to kind of offset. Are you going to try it, Jenny? Oh, I've done it too. Oh, have I haven't you? done it in a while though. So yeah. thank you for reminding hey, let's take me. take a cold shower after yes. the show. <laughs> well, I have a hot and tub. You... So I've done the like cold shower, hot tub, cold shower. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's really good. It's really good for your hair too. For yes. The uh, women with it makes it, it, it brings the cuticles flat so it your does. hair is shiny. <laughs> she said that on purpose, didn't she? Mike is bald. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Okay, so you said you had a f- few examples, so I assume that's one. Yes. So and I making sure of course that you're exercising. You just talked about gyms. I particularly am a huge fan of exercising outside. Mm-hmm. And I think no matter where you live, if you have the proper gear, you can do that. Like I'm in the Northwest, it rains all winter long, you know, but we're still exercising outside every day because exercise um, feeds those receptors on the cells that actually um, mimic that, that perpetuate good emotions. Mm. Basically it's the same thing, right? It's a, um, it makes you feel good because it perpetuates good emotion molecules. Nice. And so making sure that you can exercise as much as possible. And the reason I say outside is, you know, maybe watching out for exercising in front of the TV, mm-hmm. which happens a lot in gyms, that sort of thing. So if you're going to be in a gym, maybe listen to some really great music or put something in your ears that, that you really enjoy or don't listen to anything at all. But I would, I would watch out for, um, trying to multitask, like catching up on the news while you're exercising, that sort of thing. I always grab the treadmill that has a beautiful view out into the woods. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, because you know, exercise can be very meditative. So, In that mm-hmm. feeling of, oh, I'm so tired. I don't have the energy to exercise. I don't want to do it. And then you always feel so good when you're done. You never regret exercising, ever. No. 
Mm -hmm. So being that we all ideally have a little bit more time right now, because like in my state, we can't even go out to eat right now. The restaurants are shut down and there's really not much to do. Maybe then um, making that part of your family, your family time, Mm -hmm. you know, let's go outside. Like my family, the kids and I, we play hacky sack, (laughs) which sounds crazy, but we have a great time in the front yard playing hacky sack, you know? And so trying to just spend some time, some time outside doing things that maybe you haven't done in a long time. I haven't played hacky sack since college, you know? Um, When my kids were little, we go outside and play tag. That's exhausting. That is such a great yeah. action. We do freeze tag. Oh, it's so fun, but it's it's <laughs> so exhausting. <laughs> but great exercise. <laughs> it's so awesome. And then I think the other thing is just catching. You know, we have 70,000 thoughts a day. And they say that 98% of them are exactly like the thoughts we had the day before. <laughs> and really? that's what they say. And 80% of those for the for the average person are negative in nature. Wow. And of course, what drives our feelings are, is our language because our thoughts, our thoughts aren't just their and they come from energy, but technically they're, they come in the form of language. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, when you're thinking, you're thinking with words basically. And so really bringing some, bringing some awareness to what kind of words am I using with myself? You know, it's kind of like that. Um, watch what you say to yourself because you're listening so daily affirmations. Affirmations changing it exactly. So saying certain things out loud that uh, that you'd love to be like, oh gosh, I wish I could think that way, but I just don't. Well, write it down. How do you want to think? Mm-hmm. And and then every day say those things out loud. And apparently the magic number is 90 days. Within 90 mm-hmm. days, you'll have kind of recircuited how you're how your brain's your brain works and how how your mind thinks basically for about, you'll, you'll go ahead i say for about 20 years i've used shotki gawain's statement as my mantra and i will think or sometimes even say out loud every day in every way i'm getting better better and better life is coming to me easily and effortlessly I love and, that. And I literally, I will at this point in my life have people say to me, why is everything so easy for you? <laughs> it's because I, so I, taught my, I taught myself that. And the more there I say it, the more exactly. I believe it, the more somebody says, Your, things are easy and effortless for you, the more- I'm not Eeyore, okay? <laughs> right. But I train <laughs> well, my brain to believe it. Right, right. Yes. And it's funny because if you, if you think of anybody like that, Jenny, in your life or somebody, you know, that you may not even know very well, who always seems happy and things happen easily for them. And they're just, they just seem like they have a great life. If you were able to sit down with them for five minutes and just ask them, you know, what's your philosophy on life? What are, how do you think things are going right now? What do you, what do you see happening? And guaranteed they're going to speak about it in a positive way. Mm-hmm. Intentionally. Right. Mm-hmm. In, exactly. Intentionally. And so the idea of, you know, we were talking about expanding kind of like your posture. What if every morning you went outside for a minute and you stood in an expanded posture and said some aff- affirmations out loud? The whole thing would take less than a minute. I do that. And I'm sure I look, my neighbor must think I'm crazy. <laughs> and ideally bare, barefoot on the ground so you can be grounding to the earth. As barefoot. Well. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And now you've done all of these amazing you know, things that don't cost anything that are easy to do, they feel good. And it took a minute. 
Ooh, and I, you get to start your day off this way. I love that challenge. Because like, who's it going to hurt? You know, what's the worst thing that can happen? Your feet get a little exactly. cold for 10 seconds? Wouldn't bother whim. <laughs> right. Oh, exactly. <laughs> and what I found just real quick about affirmations, because I've worked with a lot of people, I've done a lot of speaking and in small groups on this, people are typically honestly embarrassed about their affirmations because they feel like they're unworthy or undeserving. Or, uh, and if that's the case, that needs to be part of the affirmation, you know, and yeah, I I'm worthy, worthy of these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and they need to be bold, mm-hmm. these affirmations. It can't just be like, well, this is what I see myself as, as deserving or no, it needs to be like, your dream come true affirmation, you know, a good test, Um, which I I think um, it's, it's harder than people might think is if you go into your bathroom, you lock the door, you look in the mirror. And if you can say to yourself, I love you, and you are so worthy of happiness and health. If you can't say that to yourself in the mirror, you know, you have some work to do and just get on it. Yes, exactly. See, I look in the mirror and say, Oh, no, you again. But maybe I'll work on that a little bit. You, you have your homework now, Mike. Yeah, okay, good. <laughs> and I know it sounds fluffy, and I know, but, you know, no, honestly, I'm just goofing with you. like, what's, how, how was life better on the other end, you know, not wanting to get out of bed, oh, another day, what am I going to do? And, you know, then you're, you're pulling up the news on your phone before you even Don't get out of that. bed, Don't you know, that. like, really, how do you want to live? How do you want to start yes. your day? And. And, and, and there's something to be said about saying it out loud, you know, for years I did affirmations, but I would, I would read them. I had them written down and I would read them or I would say them quietly in my head. And as I would, I was at a seminar once and they were talking about affirmations and this guy I was talking to who clearly is very intentional about the way he lives. And we were talking about it and he was talking about how he gets, he does his in the shower. And so he has a piece of plexiglass in the shower that he inserts them into and while he's in the shower he's saying his affirmations and I said you mean you say them out loud and he was like well of course you say them out loud you have you know you have to say them out loud because it means so much more than just well I read them or I think them or so well that sounds very expansive talk about doing something that's out of your comfort zone that will make you feel more energy there's so many exactly. examples of this. Well, and it's if, readily available. You know? Right, and it's free. Exactly. So, Dr. Nick, if patients want to read more about um, your thoughts, and they want to read your blog, what, where can they find you? So my website is uh, your-truenorth.com. Nice. And you have your blog on your website. I do. And if you're from the Pacific Northwest, um, I know you have um, your website where you people can hire you for speaking engagements as well, correct? That's yes, and that's the same website. Awesome. That's great. Well, you know, we could, we could talk forever. Our time is up. And I'm so glad that we were able to just help our listeners think a little bit more about this, because you know, life will just happen to you or you can create the life you want. So here's, this is all just one more step in giving you the inspiration to create what you want in your life. Beautiful. Thank Thank you so much. Thank you, Dr. Nick. Always a pleasure. I'll speak to you soon. I appreciate it. Have a great day. Be well, everybody. You've been listening to Raw Talk about full potential living for the health of it. Your host was Dr. Jenny Brooke, vitality expert and wellness chiropractor at Spinal Corrective Center in Amherst, New Hampshire. 
If you live in the Southern New Hampshire area, schedule a health checkup with Dr. Jenny at 673-5600. That's 673-5600. For more information about Spinal Corrective Center, call 673-5600 or check out www.spinalcorrectivecenter.com. You can also find Dr. Jenny on Facebook at Spinal Corrective Center. Thank you for listening to Raw Talk about full potential living for the health of it.